Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Life of Riley. Happy Tuesday. Today is going to be an episode all about reflecting on the past year. And this comes as my 24th birthday is in two days and really not that big of a deal. 24 is not that big of an age. Birthdays aren't that big of a deal for me. But I will say that 23 has been a year of fear is what I'm calling it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that and reflecting on everything that's happened in this past year. And um, I know that a lot of things have happened for so many people. So we're going to chat about that today. I will talk to you in a second. Enjoy this episode of The Life of Riley. Hello, hello. So let me just, I want to start this out by kind of giving a disclaimer that I understand that the entire world has been going through some at this point, okay? And so I don't want this to be like a woe is me, whatever. This is more of like, here are some things that made me fearful this year. Here's kind of how I dealt with it, what I've learned. Maybe you'll learn something too. If you're going to be annoyed by this, hop the off. You know what I mean? Like, go listen to a different podcast because honestly, it's it's all good. Ain't no thing. I still love you. I'm just saying like, I understand that a lot of people have been through a lot of stuff this year. And so this isn't about just like how much I've been through. It's just about dealing with fear. Okay. So let's get started. So let me take you back. Okay. <clears throat> December, 2019. And I was literally like a completely not completely. I don't want to be dramatic, but I, I really was a very different person. I was a I was just in a different place in my life. And to be honest, a year ago, I was feeling a little bit lost. I didn't know where my life was going. Um, I have shared this before, but I thought I was going to be a news reporter right out of college. And then I, I wasn't. And so I decided to go to graduate school and all those things. But I, I wasn't really sure where my life was headed. I wasn't sure what my next move was going to be. I was looking to graduate school in six months um, at this time, and I was nervous. I was just scared. But the weird thing was like, my life was so good. It really was. There was nothing wrong with my life. I lived in a beautiful apartment um, in Newport with my best friend. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to die. We had such a good time together. We had friends I was making good money. I had a job that I loved at Disney. Like everything was so good. But I just felt like I wasn't sure where my life was going. And it felt like I was treading water. Like every day I woke up, every individual day was a good day. But it didn't feel like they were leading up to like really impactful weeks and months is the best way I can describe it. And so I was scared. I really was. I was really, really scared. And in fact, ironically, the guy that I'm dating now, um, we actually went on our first date almost exactly a year ago today. So it was like two days before my 23rd birthday. We went on our first date and we had a really good time. Um, but I wasn't, I was, like I said, I was such a different person. Like I wasn't able to offer him what I can offer him now. And now that we're in a relationship and we're really happy, it's so funny to look back because, you know, when he met me, I was on the outside, like really, you know, you know, supposedly having this great life. And I was, and I was having a good life, but it was like, for what, you know, like, what was I working towards? I remember us having conversations in the beginning 
like on our first few dates. And and then we were just friends for a long time after like we went on a few dates. It didn't really work out. So we were friends for a long time and it's all good. But like I remember kind of being like, I don't know what to tell him when he's saying like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you, what are your next moves? Like, I, I didn't know what to say. And honestly, I was really self-conscious about it. I was so self-conscious. I was so fearful of people thinking or really knowing that I was unsure. I was so scared to tell people that like, I didn't want to graduate school because I didn't know what I was going to do. It was like a buffer. I had a reason to be where I was at. And as soon as that reason was gone, I was so scared to make the next move. And so, you know, I think that in regards to this relationship, I'll just say one thing that I think really changed was like, I just like stopped looking for I just stopped looking for like a relationship. Like I was going on dates. I'd gone on a date with this guy this time last year. And I was like kind of going on dates with multiple people this time last year, you know? And if you, (laughs) any of my Disney friends that like work with me, like they know, like I was like going on a lot of dates and, and I went on some dates with this guy and it was really nice. But like, I just like stopped after him, honestly, really after him, I just like stopped like looking for things. I was just, I just started living my life and focusing on other things. And as we all know, far more pressing issues started to hit the beginning of this year. And so I just focused on other things. And then when I wasn't looking for it, um, you know, in July when we reconnected, it really worked and it really happened. And I think that that's so awesome. But even that, you guys, even this relationship that's great now, that was really scary at the time too, because in July, you know, think we, we reconnect, things start working again. I'm like really happy about it. But also it's like, wait a minute, I'm about to move to Humboldt County. You don't live in California. What are we doing? Like, it was also scary then because then it's like, well, are we going to try dating? If we do try dating, is that a bad idea because it's long distance? If we don't start dating, I was fearful that I would just be sad, honestly. I was fearful that I was like really liking this 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 guy and then we weren't going to date. I mean, it, even that in and of itself was something that I had to get over. Even though it seemed to be working, it was still something to work through. And so anyways, moving on. So this was, you know, this time last year. So then we started off the year strong, 2020. Everyone thinks it's going to be a great year. And I remember where I was when I got the call that Disneyland was closing because of COVID-19. And I had heard things about COVID-19 before and some of the other Disney parks had already closed, but um, it was my best friend Alicia's bachelorette party. And I got the call that we were going to be closing for just two weeks and we were going to be paid and it was fine. But I had a pit in my stomach. I just, I just had a feeling and it was I was fearful. I was really, really fearful. I was scared to even spend money, you know, because we're about to kick off the weekend and, you know, you want to spend a little money. You want to have a good time. We're going to bars. We're going to restaurants. And I was scared. I was like, oh my God, what if I like, what if I don't have a job? Like, should I be spending money? It felt irresponsible. You know, I was scared that like on Monday, I wasn't going to be going back to work. So then that Monday, literally the bachelorette party ended Sunday. That Monday, California went into lockdown. And then I became fearful, like, oh my God, we just spent a whole weekend out at Sharky's in Newport and Malarkey's and Stag, shout out. And like, now we're in lockdown? What if we all have COVID? And, you know, we didn't, so that's good. But that that became a really fearful, that became a really like fear, fear-driven fear moment, right? And for everyone, I know it was for everyone. 
So I decided to drive home because I knew that I was going to be out of work for two weeks. I thought at the time it obviously ended up being many, many months at this point now. Disneyland has been closed. But I decided to drive up north to my parents' house. And I remember that drive. It was it was dreary, right? Like it was it was cold and it was rainy. And that always makes things worse, right? Like it always seems worse when it's rainy outside. And I go to fill up my car with gas and my car is packed full of things and it's packed full of food because I was going to be gone. I so I don't want my food to spoil in my house. So I was like packed food. I was packing toilet paper because at that time people were like, you know, the toilet paper thing was a thing where no one could get any. So I brought all the toilet paper from my own house. Um, I remember the Airbnb we were staying at, we took the toilet paper from the Airbnb because everyone started realizing like grocery stores were running out of these paper goods, toilet paper and paper towels. And so I drove home and and the drive from Orange County to my parents' house is about like eight hours. Um, but this drive took me 14 hours. I was I was on the road and it was because that day, so weird, there was snow on the grapevine. So the grapevine was closed and the grapevine is the road that you have to take to get to my house. And so police were escorting you over the mountain really, really slowly, and they were clearing the roads as you went. And so it was this crazy experience where I've never driven in the snow before, and I'm I'm already feeling really uneasy. I don't have a job. I'm listening to NPR, and it's all about the pandemic, right? And it's like all these numbers and all these crazy statistics, and you know, the world was felt like the sky was falling, and it was snowing, and. I felt like I was in like an apocalyptic movie. It was crazy because I saw the cars around me. I saw people in their cars. People were wearing masks in their cars. You know, I'd stop for gas and people wouldn't even like come near you. They wouldn't touch you. And it was it was a scary drive. And that was a turning point for me where I was like, wow. I, it was really one of the first times in my life where I was really, really scared. And I was by myself and I felt like, I don't know, it just it just felt... It just felt really real, honestly. So then I get home and I realize that this lockdown, or pardon me, that Disneyland being closed is going to be for a lot longer than we thought. And so I started to distract myself with school, right? I was like, well, I'm still in school. I kept telling myself I would figure it out, but I was so scared as to where my life was going. I felt like this graduation date was looming and I didn't have a job and I didn't have a plan. And now... I'm searching for a job in the middle of this pandemic. When people are literally losing their jobs, I'm searching for jobs. And so it just felt inappropriate to be reaching out to my contacts, asking for help when like, I don't even know if their jobs were secure, let alone them helping me find a job. I really, really was starting to become fearful and I was spending a lot of time at home and it was really nice, but I think we were all scared. I think we were all unsure and I was scared about big things, like where is my life going? And I was scared about little things, like am I gaining a bunch of weight? Am I not taking care of myself? Am I becoming stagnant? Am I being lazy? Am I being unproductive? And those start, those feelings of you know, unproductiveness that we all experienced during quarantine, that, that made me really scared. It started to make me worry that I wasn't the person that I thought I was. And more importantly, I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. I felt like I was backsliding a lot, to be honest. And then we move into this period of time of deep civil injustice and racial injustice. And that was scary for a lot of people. And first, 
firstly and most paramount, it's scary for the people affected by racism living their daily lives. That I mean, it's terrifying. And it's scary for those of us who aren't directly impacted by racism to actually see and become aware of how of how their lives are impacted. And that's scary for a lot of people. And I know that we all had a lot of fear during that time. And I think it was also a scary time to speak up. But I'm proud of people that did speak up and that continue to speak up despite it being a scary thing to go on social media and say your opinion. And then graduation comes and I graduate grad school and literally true panic hits. I tweeted this thing where I was like me sliding into the job market like in the middle of a pandemic. And it was like me like it was like a candidate of like me falling off of a um like a pool floaty and like I looked really scared. True panic. So like I had been applying for jobs and there were some good opportunities, but all of my opportunities were like good given the circumstances. Like, oh yeah, that's a good job given the fact that it's in the middle of a pandemic. I'll do it for a while and then I'll move on. Um, but it's like, where is my life going? These job opportunities, it was like, okay, Riley, you can stay in Orange County. You can work nine to five for a job that's not really fulfilling, but it pays well for fun weekends with your friends. Like I didn't want to live for my weekends. I'm not that person. And I started to become so fearful, again, this word of getting into a rut and all of a sudden being 35 and living a life that I never wanted for myself and not fulfilling any of my dreams. And this year, and I know this is the case for so many people, it literally became a pivotal year of like, am I going to accomplish my goals and my dreams in life or is this going to derail them completely? And I know that that may sound a little bit dramatic, but that's how I felt. It was really one of those points in my life where I was like, I'm either going to go with path A and it could potentially change the whole trajectory of my life or I'm going to go with path B. And I didn't know what path B was, but I knew that I wanted a different option. I wanted something else other than what I was being offered. But it was so scary that those were my only option. So then I'm so lucky and I get offered this job that I have right now, right? And I'm so excited, but I'm also scared of failing. You know, I've been out of the game for a long time. I had been out of reporting for a very long time, almost two years. And I was just scared I wasn't going to be good at it. You know, I was scared of moving. I was scared of leaving everything comfortable behind. Everything that I loved, my apartment that I loved, my friends that I loved, I was so scared of just picking up and, and leaving. It felt like I was being pulled in this direction, but... It's scary. It's scary. It's scary to just, it's scary. I'm like, can I talk? I swear I'm just having coffee this morning. Um, it It's scary to take that leap of faith, right? And then, you know, I think that another aspect of all this, and I kind of talked about this, but like, I, I was fearful of perception. Social media was a scary place for a while because, you know, I felt like for me personally, I felt like I couldn't post the highlights of my life. Even when I got this job and I was going to post about it, it felt like, should I really be posting this with everything that's going on? But we've been trained to do that. We've been trained to post the highlights of our lives on social media. And so, but it felt like if you posted the wrong thing or you said the wrong thing, that people were going to misinterpret your whole intention. And that's scary. And I think that the benefit that's come out of that for me personally is that it, it's made me more cognizant 
of what I post and just being authentic in it. And that's why I like doing a podcast episode like this because I've done the episode that's like, I got my dream job. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. And I am. And all of that is so true. But there's also this other side of it where like I felt unfulfilled. I felt inadequate. I felt scared that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish anything. I had these feelings of anxiety about where my life was going. And now I'm here and I'm and I'm having a great time, but it was it's not just the highlight reel, you know? And I think with social media, I've done an episode on this, but like when you're in your darkest points and you're scrolling on Instagram, you're comparing your darkest moments to that person's like literal peak, their highlight reel. And that's just not a fair comparison. And so I think we were all a little bit nervous about what we were posting because we didn't want to seem like we were having too much fun. We didn't want to seem like we were enjoying ourselves too much. You didn't want to post without a mask. You didn't. And it was just like, I feel like there were all these factors. And honestly, I'm going to go so far as to say is that if you didn't feel that, I think you're being dishonest. If you didn't feel twinges of fear about posting during this time on social media, I don't think you're being honest about it, to be to be to be frank. That's my opinion. It's like that meme from Real Housewives. That's my opinion. Anyways, so point being, everyone was really going through hard times, right? Everything was kind of scary. We all know people, including ourselves, that were going through scary times, but we made it and we're here on the other end, right? So I definitely feel like I conquered some fears in 23 during this year. And I can't wait to conquer more fears in 24. And the point is, is that this is where we're at, you know? You know that TikTok that's like, well, this is what it looks like. That's what it is. Like, this is what it looks like after you feel like you've done, you've you've conquered your fear. And not even conquered. Like, conquered is like such a generous term. Like, some of it was literally just like, I, I use this analogy all the time. And I've probably used it on this podcast before. But hear me out. It's like when you're on a roller coaster and... You're strapped in and you're on your way up the hill and like you every fiber of your being like wishes that you could just like disintegrate off the roller coaster, but you can't. And so you have no choice but to just like close your eyes and wait for the drop because you're already on the roller coaster. There's absolutely no they're not going to stop it for you. And that's sometimes how it felt this year is like. I am furloughed. There's nothing I can do. I did just graduate. I have to find a job, I you know. Like you just sometimes have to just like hold on, close your eyes, wait for the drop. And the drop is always over sooner than you think it's going to be. The drop looks really big on a roller coaster. It looks like it's going to take you five years to get to the bottom. But you close your eyes. You get that pit in your stomach feeling where it feels like your stomach is up in your throat for truly two to three seconds. And then it's over. And that's it. And I feel like that was this year where like I just like had this moment where I was like, okay, I'm on the roller coaster. I'm strapped in. I can't stop it. I can't pull the emergency brake. I'm just going to let it happen and it'll be over before I know it. And here we are, right? We're all here. It's December. It's the first day of December, you guys. And back in April when we felt like this year was dragging on, it's almost over. It's almost over. And I've been talking to some friends recently who've kind of been reaching out like, hey, you got this new job. Let's talk about it, whatever. And one thing that I tell them is like, don't be afraid to just 
to just do it. And I've said this before, but like, it's never going to go as badly as you think it's going to go. Honestly, it's really not like it's, it's the roller coaster. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And so I feel less scared, more prepared. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. I feel less scared and more prepared from this like 23rd year of my life. And and this, my 23 may be just starting for you. You literally may be in the middle of your year 23 for me. And I'm telling you, it'll pass eventually. Mine was truly a full year, almost to the day, really. Almost to the day of like when I started having these feelings. And um, I will say, and I will just reiterate it, going on that date with my now boyfriend almost a year ago today, that's when I, that's, that was really when I really started to feel these feelings of inadequacy and fear because I remember sitting, you know, next to him at the cannery in Newport and we were talking and he was asking me questions about like what I wanted to do with my life. And for the first time I started to feel like, wow, I don't have anything to say. Like I don't have anything to tell him because I don't know where my life is going. And that's really when it started for me, honestly. And so and I'm so and I'm so proud of where I'm at now a year later, you know, and I'm so proud of everything and not just my relationship with him, but just my whole life. Like I'm just I'm so proud of like the strides that I've made. And so you might be in the middle of that right now, but I promise you it'll it'll get better. And your your yours might be longer, might be shorter, whatever. Mine was a full year, but like whatever it is, I swear to you, when you're on the other side of it, it's going to be like the most crystal clear picture of your life where everything just falls into place and makes sense really honestly and you know now it's December 1st 2020 and things feel like they're starting to get better we have this awesome vaccine news I think there's like three different vaccines at this point and they're like 94 99% effective the Pfizer vaccine 99% effective the Moderna is it Moderna vaccine like 94 or something like that AstraZeneca has a vaccine like vaccines are on the rise. The political climate feels a little bit better. You know, it seems like President Trump is going to have a peaceful transition out of office for um, President-elect Biden's administration to take over. It it seems like things are on the up. I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like things are on the up. I'm getting more comfortable at work. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with my friends. They're doing well, happy in my relationship. And of course, I'm never complacent, right? You never want to be complacent with where your life is at. But that deep fear of like, where is my life going is gone. And let me tell you, it's not because I know where my life is going, okay? That's not what took away the fear. What took away the fear is that I had those feelings of where is my life going and I made a change and I did something about it and it worked out and I feel better because of it. And so I don't know where my life is going exactly, but I know that I've been in the place where I felt lost and I felt inadequate and I felt scared And I'm not in that place anymore. And so it's just like you can handle it. It's like the roller coaster. You go on the roller coaster and you've done it once and you know that your body can handle it. And even if you don't want to go on the roller coaster again, you know you can do it because you've done it before. So I don't know where everything is going in my life. I don't have everything figured out. Obviously, if you literally looked at me right now, if you looked at my physical appearance right now, you'd be like, bitch, you've got nothing figured out. But like, I don't have it all figured out, but I know that I can figure it out and that I will figure it out. And so anyways, that's been 23 for me. That's been the year of 23. And so we'll see what 24 has in store. Oh my God, I'm a poet again. 
Ugh. Oh my God. She's a genius. Anyways, that's what's going on. And I, if you're in the middle of your, of your fear year, or you're at the end of it, or you're just beginning, just remember that you've got to make the decision to hold on and do your best and it will be okay. Like it, your, your best is good enough. Like it, it'll work for real, honestly, like it really will. And I don't mean to oversimplify it, but like it'll work out really. It will. And I know you guys are having your year of fear. I know you guys are having it too. Maybe not all of you, but I know a lot of you guys are because I talk to you. So I love you guys so much. That's what happened. Everything's going to be just fine. And being scared. What's that quote that's like, it only takes 10 seconds of insane courage to do anything. I don't even know. But like, that's kind of true a little bit. Like, it's a little bit true. You know, sometimes you just got to commit and get over the fear. But this was definitely a scary year. And, you know, for those of you that see my life or whatever, you listen to the podcast and you think that it's always happy, happiness is a choice. And I do choose the majority of the time to be happy about what's going on in my life. But that doesn't always mean that I'm not afraid of things or things aren't going my way. And so I hope that by listening to this, you understand that like, it looks like point A to point B was get furloughed from Disney, graduate school, get my dream job, move and it's working out. That's what it looks like. And I totally understand that because that's what I post on my Instagram. That's what I talk about predominantly on my podcast. That's what I talk about predominantly with my friends. But there's so many little things in between. And there were so many times where I felt like things weren't working out that it makes the accomplishments of today feel so much more meaningful and and so much more nuanced than a lot of people realize. And I know that it's the same in your lives. So you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Can't talk. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next time on The Life of Riley.